Hello everyone and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley and the Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and other things that I deem necessary. Now I do want to apologize for last week. Uh, I was having some nasal issues and it made it just hard for me to talk because I was all... it just didn't sound good. So I took the week off. But something I wanted to talk about last week has to do with my last Commander stream. So I brought on two amazing creators, uh, Anomaly and Queen of Cardboard, or Lee and Beth. Now, I kind of feel like a jerk because I asked them to come onto my stream and then I proceeded to win both games. Now, I get winning is part of the game. It just, I feel real crappy for how it happened. And as much as they try and tell me that it was fine, I still felt terrible about it. And I have been beating myself up about it ever since. But yeah, so I... Uh, I played Adeline in game one and just drew nothing but gas. Um, yeah. So that game only lasted about 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, so for game two... I switched to Nadar, which is also mono-white, thinking, okay, so maybe now this will fit better. And when I tell you I completed the Dungeon of the Mad Mage six times? Five times? Either way, uh, a lot. Um, yeah, uh... At least in that game, they did remove my commander once, but by the time they did, it was already too late. Yeah. I did not feel good after that. And my cousin, uh, who is the co-host for the stream, I've also talked to him uh, in private, and uh, he also kind of feels bad about how that stream went for other reasons, but, you know... Uh, that's it. If you want to catch the uh, next stream where I will most assuredly uh, die first because my cousin will be coming after me. Uh, that will be on April 1st and I'm not entirely sure who's going to be joining us yet because nobody's gotten back to me. Yay. The joys of being a nobody. Regardless, um, I'm going to kick this over to the mid-roll, and then I will be back to talk about a new deck that I totally wanted to build. Absolutely. Yep. Talk to you in a second. Hey, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know... It isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff, believe me, I know that. 
But if you would like to help support the podcast and me, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks, but that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. All right, and we're back. Now, the deck that I totally, totally wanted to build is Heiko Yamazaki, the general. So, a little story on why I built this deck. So, my cousin comes up to me at work one day and goes, Hey, the new Yamazakis are cousins. And I was like, yeah, I know that. And he's like, and Norika Yamazaki is the older cousin. And I'm like, yes, I'm aware of this as well. And he goes, well, I'm the older cousin. I want to build Norika, so you should build Heiko. I'm just like, oh, God. So I got guilt-tripped into making Heiko Yamazaki the general. Yeah, I've made my thoughts on the new Yamazakis very clear over the last few weeks. But Heiko Yamazaki the general is a 3-3 human samurai for 3 and a red. She has trample, and whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone, you may cast a target artifact card from your graveyard this turn. Uh, fun fact, this deck has exactly two samurai in it, and Heiko is one of them. Okay, so let's talk about a game plan. The game plan is mono-red artifacts, and we know how to do that. And I'm going to warn you right now, we're doing a lot of that. Uh, well, let's just get into it and we can talk about it. Namely, the first thing we're going to want is artifacts that can, like, sack themselves. So things like Commander Sphere, which is... Three mana for an artifact. Taps add one mana of any color of your commander's color identity. But you can also sacrifice it to draw a card. So this could be looped with just attacking with Heiko for a really slow draw engine. Uh, Mindstone is much the same. It's two uh, for an artifact. It taps for colorless. And you can pay one and tap it to draw uh, and sacrifice it to draw a card. And then there's Wayfarer's Bauble, which is one for an artifact. You can pay two and tap it. Sacrifice the Bauble, search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. So those are the things that we can uh, put into the graveyard and get back without jumping through any additional hoops. Uh, but sometimes you do have additional hoops, and you need to have a way to sacrifice some artifacts. Now, for us, that kind of that kind of stuff falls under Quark uh, Clan Ironworks. Four mana for an artifact. You can sacrifice an artifact to add two colorless mana to your mana pool. Arcbond Ravager is two mana for an artifact creature beast. It is a 0-0, zero, zero, but it has modular one, meaning it comes in with a plus one, plus one counter on it. When it dies, you may put its plus one, plus one counter on target artifact creature. 
sacrificed an artifact to put a plus one plus one counter on Arkbound Ravager. And Kodotha Forge Master. Five mana for a three five artifact creature construct. You can tap it and sacrifice three artifacts. Search your library for an artifact card and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Yeah, artifacts, people. Now, there's many, many ways in which we can get artifacts out of the graveyard besides just Heiko. Because what is a commander deck without redundancy, right? And uh, we're going to start with Scrap Trawler. Three mana for a 3-2 artifact creature construct. When Scrap Trawler or another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return to your hand target artifact card in your graveyard with lesser converted mana cost. Yeah. Uh, Scrap Welder is two and a red for a 3-3 goblin artificer. You can tap it, sacrifice an artifact with mana value X to return target artifact card with mana value less than X from your graveyard to the battlefield. If it's a creature, it gains haste until end of turn. Workshop Assistant is 3 mana for a 1-2 artifact creature construct. When the assistant dies, return another target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Mirror Retriever, much of the same. 2 mana, 1-1. One, one. Artifact Creature Mirror, when it dies, return another Artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. And Junk Diver, 3 mana, 1-1, one, one. Artifact Creature Bird, with flying. When Junk Diver dies, return another Artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Hey, alright. But we're also running stuff like Duretti, Scrap Savant. 3 and red for a 3 loyalty Planeswalker Duretti. His plus two is to discard up to two cards and then draw that many cards. His minus two is sacrifice an artifact if you do return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And he has a negative ten. You get an emblem with whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield. Return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. But why stop there? Uh, Goblin Welder is a single red mana for a 1-1 Goblin Artificer. You can tap it, choose target artifact uh, player controls, and target artifact card in that player's graveyard. If both targets are still legal as this ability resolves, that player simultaneously sacrifices the artifact and returns the other artifact card to the battlefield. Yeah, we're getting a workout today. Uh, Trash for Treasure is a one-shot, two-and-a-red sorcery, as an additional cast, casting cost, you sacrifice an artifact, and you can return an artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then uh, Scrap Mastery is that, but beefier. Uh, three red red for a sorcery. Each player exiles all artifact cards from his or her graveyard, then sacrifices all artifacts he or she controls, then puts all cards he or she exiled this way onto the battlefield. Ah. <sighs> Now, uh, there is a legendary creature that I've always wanted to, like, not necessarily make a deck around, but work into a deck, and I, this is just kind of the perfect place for it, and that, uh, that card is Traxos, Scourge of Krug. Four mana for a 7-7 seven, seven, uh, artifact creature construct with Trample. Uh, 
when it enters the battlefield, oh, I'm sorry, it enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. But whenever you cast a historic spell, untap Traxos, and historic spells are artifacts, legendaries, and sagas. Then we also have Slowbad Goblin Tinkerer, one and a red for a 1-2 Goblin Artificer. Second artifact, target artifact, gains indestructible till end of turn. Okay, we're, we're going to round this out real quick. Um, I just want to talk about a couple utility artifacts. The first one being Shimmer Mirror, uh, three generic for a 2-2 artifact creature mirror. It has flash, and you may cast artifact spells as though they had flash. And mirror works. Five mana for an artifact. Whenever another non-token artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. If you do, put a token that's a copy of the artifact onto the battlefield. And then we're going to round out the list with what's most likely going to be the way I do most of my damage in this deck. Starting with Mycosynth Lattice, six mana artifact all permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield spells and permanents are colorless. And players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. Specifically, what we're doing with this is we're going to make it so everything, every permanent is an artifact for Reckless Fireweaver. One in a red for a 1-3 human artificer. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Reckless Fireweaver deals one damage to each opponent. <sighs> Alright, yeah, I talked about it. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how long this deck will stay in this form. Uh, Heiko might make it into the 99 of this deck when it's fully done, but honestly, it might be shifting over to Duretti after we play it in a streamer three and yeah it's just i've already talked about how the yamazaki's disappointed me i don't need to go into it again but yep thanks for listening uh if you care to give me a follow on the social medias um most of them are linked in my link tree except for mono black border because that was a thing and still is a thing and, uh, yeah, I'm just, if you can't tell, I'm just very tired and, uh, over time has been, uh, kicking the crap out of me, but I think I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.